Welcome to this week's episode of the Founder and the Force Multiplier podcast, where we explore how founders and leaders work together with their right-hand partners to turn ideas into action and build wildly successful businesses. Today, I'm speaking with Rachel DeRochers. Rachel is the founder of Grateful Grams, an artisanal graham cracker company, the Incubator Kitchen Collective, a nonprofit providing kitchen space, business support, and mentorship to food entrepreneurs, the founder of the Good People Festival, an annual free music festival, and In Gratitude, a podcast of tools, tidbits, and chats on living a life in gratitude. Rachel recently launched Head to Heart Mentorship, where she is using all of the tools she learned as an entrepreneur to support other makers and creatives to live a life of joy. Her most recent project is Power to Pursue, a one-day women's empowerment conference. Rachel has received numerous local awards and was a semi-finalist for Martha Stewart's American Made Award, awarded the local luminary from Slow Food Cincinnati, 2020, 40 Under 40 from the Cincinnati Business Career, and in 2021, the Emerging Leaders for Outstanding Women of NKY. Rachel is a passionate believer in the power of gratitude and the role of food in creating of community. Her mission goes beyond making a great cookie. She also wants to impact her community with positivity and action. If that wasn't enough, she is also a mom to three and works side by side with her husband in building these businesses. I loved this conversation with Rachel so much about gratitude, growth, and the importance of working on yourself just as much as you work on your business. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I think you will, then be sure to let us know in all the usual places, such as leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this episode. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, I was, you know, just looking through all of your Instagram right before we jumped on this um, this podcast and those, oh, everything just looks amazing. Um, <laughs> but um, for those of you who, for those of our listeners who are not familiar with the Gratitude Collective, can you just share with us a little bit about the company and how you got started? Absolutely. I am a serial entrepreneur in the best sense of the way I um, love casting a vision. And so for the last 13 years, I've been building businesses here in the greater Cincinnati region. Um, The first company that I started was Grateful Grams. We're a handmade graham cracker company. And we say that we're a gratitude company that makes a cookie, not a cookie company that talks about gratitude. We're regionally based. We ship all over the country. And as I was growing Grateful Grams, the Incubator Kitchen Collective grew out of um, the growth of Grateful Grams. So as a food entrepreneur here in this region, as I was growing, I looked around and one, there wasn't commercial kitchen space readily available. There was no community. There was no networking there was no support services. And so this idea was, can we open the doors to our facility, invite makers in through the region and support their dreams through the lens that healthy people build healthy businesses. So this idea that we're working with the whole human and not just this food business that we should care about. I really care about the people that are behind it. I want to help support them through their fears and their worries and the anxiety of what it looks like just being in the entrepreneur space. Um, under that, we've helped over 170 startups. We usually have about 40 companies that work in our facilities monthly. And then we just are now launching Good and Local from the Incubator Kitchen Collective. It is actually a wholesale food show for the region that is connecting local um, buyers with local makers because that is a huge gap here in our region and I'm sure across the country, right? As once you've started this business, what next? How do you get your products out there? Um, And for me in my role, we get a lot of people who are like, I want to be part of what you're doing, but I have my own kitchen. And so it's really a way for me to strengthen this region. 
I have a program that I developed, I think through all of that work, Hallie. And um, so then we get to this other bucket. It's the Rachel bucket, right? And that's, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. We got some stuff going on over there. So um, in that there's head to heart mentorship, and that's a program that I developed and doesn't matter where you live. We can do it virtually. It is a four week kind of um, four, one hour session, deep dive into what's holding you back from like living the life of your dreams. I say, it's probably the best thing I've ever built that I can't do full-time. Um, and so as those women show up for that, I work with them. Um, and it's really about helping them get unstuck, get out of our heads, drop down into that heart. What are we creating from that space? What's holding you back from being your best self? Um, I have a deck of cards I created called gratitude grams. And we ship yeah. these all over the country. Um, this was a gift of the pandemic. I was actually setting be bedside. My mother passed that year. Um, and this just, I was like, I need a tool to help me get through this process. And so um, gratitude grams and their words and phrases that, right, like just really inspire. I did on all the art and probably... Um, the most incredible thing that's in this Rachel bucket is power to pursue and power to pursue is a one day women's empowerment summit, but really it's an empower women's empowerment movement. I have, since I've been an entrepreneur for so long and I've collided and collected and connected with so many incredible people. What I find Hallie, is I go into these spaces that are created for women and it's this heavy pressure networking or oh, in order to get here, you have to change everything about you. You're not good enough, right? It's this, like, there's only one room at seat at the table. And mm. I want to break all of that and say, wait a second, let's first foundationally create a space for women to show up in, in their most authentic selves, to be seen, heard, and loved. Let's build the community in that foundation and then help them connect with networking and marketing and business mentors. And it's a really beautiful blend of corporate and entrepreneurs and then mothers and women who are just in the midst of change, right? Um, and we do monthly programming to support all of that work as well. So all of that. <laughs> I mean, that is in incredible. And uh, obviously that common theme of, in, from what I'm hearing is obviously the, the gratitude, but it's also really um, supporting people in their, in this holistic way, in this, this personal growth sort of way. 100%. I, the purpose of Rachel, and I think the purpose of the Gratitude Collective is to spread the message of gratitude and build community. At the core, it is who I am and what I believe in. And man, as much as I've been shamed in 13 years for operating businesses through that lens, I can confidently say the reason I'm still an entrepreneur and a thriving entrepreneur is because I have a gratitude practice. And yeah. so it works. Yeah, uh, there's there's so much I want to unpack here. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's start with um, how, like just the practicality here. How are you managing? I mean, you've got a ton of brands, and it sounds like you're showing yeah. up in a in most of them, if not all of them. How are you managing your time, your energy across all of these different brands? 
Part of that is my own work that I've really made myself do in this last 18 months of like, where am I holding my own self back? And that is, you know, my team is like, Rachel, you're the visionary, like continue doing the work that you're really good at and let us handle it as the founder and owner of all of this stuff, man, is that tricky and and sticky. Right. And so I've really had to learn Um, because my corporate experience, I did marketing for grocery stores is very minimal. And it's been a long time. I've had kids and I barely remember. Right. And so what I remember from that is it's grassroots and it's being kind to people. And so here I am. And I'm like, I have to lean on my team. We're small and mighty. Um, I also work with my husband every day. And a lot of people are like, Whoa, it took us a little bit of time to understand it, a good solid year because I wanted to micromanage it, right? I wanted to treat him like my husband. And um, he is really a, a glue that holds all of this together because he can be so nimble and no matter what project we're building to like pop over and lend that support and operations. Um, I have an incredible community. I have an incredible board of directors. And I think this idea that you, this is your job because we've been so forced into this like 40 hour work week or 70 hour work week or whatever. It allows me to look at my week and go, oh, I need 10 hours this week on this. And I need five hours this week on this. And so I'm, um, I'm blending it all of the time. No day looks the same. Um, and it's orchestrated chaos. Let's just be real, right? Like it's insane. And people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, but how do you stop? I don't, I, and I don't want to, right. And so unleashing the pressure too of expectations of others, like my house is messy, not my house. Well, sure. I have kids here and everything, but like, there's things that probably aren't getting done or getting done at this high level because of, and I either have to make myself feel bad and have shame around that, or I have to lean in and say, I'm doing the best that I can. And that's okay. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, accept, accepting it and, and knowing we all have limited time and energy and resources and just consciously, consciously choosing where they go. Well, it's that age old comparison is the thief of joy, right? So like, it's that reminder to myself as a public person that I can compare myself to all these other public leaders and how they do it, or I can just show up as my best self, right? And be inspired and motivated how they show up and take the best tips and tricks from them. Do you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Yeah. So you are obviously giving back to a lot of people in a lot of different ways, whether it's through your business or your coaching. Um, how are you f- keeping yourself fueled? Do you have coaches? Do you have mentors? What are you doing for yourself so that you can give back um, at such a high level? Yeah, I love that. Um, I do have, um, I I have an array of women coaches that I've worked with, some that do some executive coaching. I have a really phenomenal spiritual coach. Um, Flourish Ayurveda does incredible work here. Um, So that's really important for me. What also is really important for me is that I drink water. I feel like we're all, so anybody listening, please grab your water and take a drink. We're all dehydrated. And I have found that just hydrating myself actually gives me so much energy and fuel. Um, 
it's really important for me what I, I eat, um, not through a compulsive, <laughs> those days are over, but more through the lens of like, how am I fueling myself? So really being mindful that I'm eating high, the highest performance or as much as I can, yeah. right? Like, um, asking for help, not being afraid of like saying, Hey, I'm stuck, I think is a practice or support tool I, that we're afraid to activate. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really, I think the key ones, and of course, like a gratitude practice, um, that I use consistently. Why, why is a gratitude practice so important? And if somebody doesn't have a gratitude practice, what's like a great first step for them to get into that? Gratitude is so important. And the way that I love teaching it is it is complete. So gratitude is whole. We are humans who experience a lot through our day, through our life that come with really big, beautiful, magical things and really hard, grief-stricken, traumatic things. The power of gratitude, right, is so like you have this fear. I'm worried about going to this event tonight because I'm not sure if I know anybody, right? So like this is like bubbling up and it's consuming your day. And the way that I love to talk about gratitude is that gratitude doesn't come and isn't like, oh, girl, like, why are you even worried, right? Like, no. Gratitude comes and says, oh, I, I see that you're a little anxious. So like, I'm just going to come and I'm going to be like, I see you and I see your anxiety and take that breath, get back into your body. I'm grateful that the sun is shining today. I'm grateful that I get to go to this event tonight and meet new people. I'm grateful for the woman that I know I'm going to meet this evening. That's going to change something for me, right? Like whatever that is. And so it's just this tool that works no matter what you're experiencing, right? Am I an internal optimist? Absolutely. But through the lens that I have to honor that fear, pain, worry, Mm -hmm. because that there's so much beauty in that. Um, We're afraid to open and process some of that, but everything that I don't like the word bad, but for lack of right for every like bad thing that has maybe happened, something incredible has come from it. Mm -hmm. And so I think gratitude shines a little bit of light on that and gratitude reminds you that it is a duality at all times, but you can always find something, right? I'm grateful my kids are healthy. I'm grateful I have food in the refrigerator. I'm grateful I have heat in my house, Yeah. right? Like I'm grateful I have warm socks on or a winter coat. Like this isn't about, I'm so grateful my yachts parked at the, (laughs) right? Like that and yeah. if you have a yacht, please bless, cool. I'll yeah. like invite me. Like I'm fun <laughs> to hang out with, I think. But like it, and I think that's that reminder is it's these teeny tiny things that we move so fast through our everyday life that is the impact. It's for me, it's my husband bringing me tea every morning. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's the fact that like I have a bunch of fun blazers that I could pick out. Right. I mean, it's just these so. That is why it's important for me. And then ways to practice it is a a couple of my favorites that I highly always recommend is start a group text with your girlfriends, pick two or three women that 
you're, you're not, it isn't a chat conversation, but it's a prompt every morning that says I'm grateful for, right? And so you guys are encouraging this practice of one another. At our home for dinner, we call it roses and thorns. And so we go around and we share the best part and the worst part of our days. Um, it's really important for me, again, in that light and dark piece that I teach my kids to talk about stuff that happened throughout the day. Um, I have a two-week gratitude journal on my website you can fill out. Um, get a gratitude journal. If you're a person who has to have a special pen and a special notebook, girl, permission granted. Order it today, right? Or... A, a notebook. I have a notebook on or like a note app on my phone. I'll do it's that in the morning, if that's the best time or in the evening, if that's the best time, be aware of when you know that you can just sit there and go, what am I grateful for? And name three to five things, right? Mm -hmm. Like the distrust and gratitude comes from the fact that people don't believe it can be this simple and have such impact on your life. But I promise you, do it for 30 days, do it for 60 days, do it for 90 days and see just how you open up to the fullness that being alive has to give you. Yeah, that, that's what I was just going to say, because, it, you know, yes, like maybe in the moment it might shift your mindset or makes you maybe feel a certain way. But I, I think that you just hit on it, that if it's this continuous practice, when you just said that it opens you up, yeah. I was like, that's to me the value of this, this consistent and continuous practice of it is that it does, it just opens you up to, to different opportunities or just keeps your heart open and your mind open um, to, to the, to life. So I love yeah. that you said that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I'm going to go back a little bit to um, the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey. So you mentioned you were in cor the corporate world for a while. What prompted you to, to become an entrepreneur in the first place? Nothing like a, getting let go to prompt a whole new journey in your uh, world, right? Yeah. So the role that I was in, there was a corporate transition. Our company got bought by another company and there's a lot of fear in that space, right? Of those transitions. I was let go. Um, we had been trying to get pregnant. So I have three kids, um, a senior in college and then, um, 13 and 11 year old. So I got pregnant, um, pretty quickly after being laid off because of course. Um, so I had my daughter that year. It was 20. Oh my God. Is that horrible? I do know the year she was born. It was 2009. Thank oh, you. Very yeah. much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, it's on your website when you started working in your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it's Googleable. Um, so when Rosalie was born, Hallie, having a daughter, cause I have two boys and a girl, the birth of her transformed me. And I think it transformed me because it was a reflection of my relationship with my mother mm -hmm. and growing up hearing like, Oh, I wish I would have done that. I should have done that. Oh, that would have been so cool to do. And so when Rosie was born, that fuel of like, how do I empower her to live the biggest, boldest, happiest life? Even if that means she does X, right? Like this isn't an entrepreneur thing. This is about being happy and satisfied with your life thing, which said, wait, what am I doing to serve myself? And I find a lot is especially like with mothers, right? We are like, well, when they're a little bit bigger, right? 
So Rosie was born in November of 2009, December of 2009. I was doing a baking at my home with a friend. Um, we had made homemade graham crackers and my mind was like, Whoa, being in the food space. I knew no one was making a handmade graham. I love gratitude. And I was like, I can use this as a vehicle to spread the message of gratitude. So I was doing some baking, blah, blah, blah. I called my husband at work in February and I was like, honey, I think I'm going to like start a company. I'm going to call grateful grams. I'll just strap her to my back. Like we'll get to work. It's a way that I can find balance. I could be home. And he was like, cool. Let me know if you need anything, you know, like <laughs> bless him. Um, and so April of 2010, like we just came out into the world and said, we're here and we haven't stopped since. Um, you did also mention that your um, husband works with you. Is that, uh, did he leave another job and start working with you at some point or does he do both? Um, he ran the grocery team for Whole Foods here regionally. Um, and then he went, again, tr corporate transition. Um, and again, another blessing. I remember he called and he goes, um, I just got let go. And I, I like literally, I mean, we had nothing. This was like, we were right. We were a startup on a salary with babies. And, and I, there wasn't fear, Hallie. Like I sit here today and how probably foolish of me, but like, I just remember thinking like, this is going to transform our lives. Like we're all in now. Mm. And he did get a job. He's worked. Um, he's worked for a lot of local startups here and helped, um, a huge bakery here in the region, which is blue oven. Um, and then came on board with us in 2018. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Um, why do you, why do you think there was no fear? Good question. I think there's a deep rooted belief that it's all divine mm. and this idea that I have to fly on faith because if not what we're doing and the way that we're doing it, like I started grateful grams with a thousand dollars. I started the incubator kitchen with zero money. I literally opened the doors to a kitchen and said, let's figure it out. And so, yeah. Um, I, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on this. I've been talking to a couple of, um, uh, other entrepreneurs and stuff lately. And we, the, th the thing that kept coming up is this whole concept of trust and being able to trust yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that may have been part of it for you. Like, it sounds like you just were able to trust yourself that yeah. you can make it happen or that you would work it out. Right. Like it's all solvable, right? Like, yeah. I really believe that no matter what lays in front of us, like it's solvable. And knowing that like, it wasn't like, oh, cool. We're just going to be unemployed and we'll figure it out. But mm -hmm. this idea that something will come of it, that we can either try to control that and, and put all of our hypothesis behind it, or we can just step back and take a breath. And I think that is something that consistently, because we've done it, I've, I've launched products that didn't work, right? I've launched, um, ideas that flopped. It's, they're not all wins. And so it ties into that trust. It ties into that just natural progression of growth that stuff just takes time. You guys. It does. And I, and I think that sometimes we, um, entrepreneurs or, or just employees in general, we don't give ourselves quite enough time to get where we need to go. Like we, we stop before the finish line 
Um, even though, I mean, in the entrepreneurial world, even just in growth in general, there really is no finish line. It's just life and you just keep going. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes we just stop just before we, we just get over that last, that last hurdle. Well, and I, have I wanted to quit? Have I like written letters in the middle of the night, like closing everything? And that's not real. Do you know what I mean? And and thankfully it's been years since I felt that way. (laughs) And it goes back to this idea that we see all of these people who quote unquote have made it. Right. And so like, we just see that and we don't, I want you all to stop and inquire the 10 to 20 years it took that person to actually be seen. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and corporations have the ability to quick spin ideas, right? If they don't have traction in six months, they toss it or whatever that is. I didn't have traction for 10 years. I mean, right? Like in that way. So don't give up before it gets good. My husband and I just celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary. And we literally said like, thank God we didn't give up before it got good. Cause like, I kind of really like being married to you. Right. And so true. And so it's the same thing. Like Rome was not built on a day. And I constantly remind people, Hallie, in April of 2010, I was making a Brown square. (laughs) Like let's take all the bullshit, right? Excuse me. I don't know if I can cuss. Like let's remove all of that stuff all of our stuff, all this egoic stuff that we bring to the table. I made a brown square and look at where I am. When I started Grateful Grams 13 years ago, I did not think I would be building hopefully a national platform for women through Power to Pursue. When I started cooking and made a brown square, I did not think I would be able to help 170 plus startups through our incubator facility. Yeah. And so be willing to cast your vision and dream into the world, but also be willing to let the dream unfold. That's what I was going to say. It's like, it's, it's uh, uh, taking your idea and letting in and almost letting it have a little bit of a life of its own and see where your naturally your energy flows and, and, and being open, like you said before, open to the opportunities open to what may, may show up. And then, you know, you'll know whether or not it's going to be the right thing. And again, look at what you've built, um, over since that first, that first uh, time you were in your kitchen. That's it. That's it. Right. And so for any of you guys that are out there that are trying to create it, just remember, like, let it be bigger than what you can even dream. Right. I mean, we don't realize what's possible because we've always been taught to build here. Mm Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is like, it's so big and expansive and beautiful and there's unlimited resources. Yeah. And five years ago, six years ago, you, I probably would not have said that, but the reality is it's all here. We just have to be willing to ask for what we need because yes. proof is people will help you. Yeah. Completely agree. Don't is be an it, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Pro tip. Is there something that you wish that you had known in that first 12 months when you were building your business that you can oh, share? 
It's going to take a lot of time. That's oh. great that you want to be a national brand. It's great that, you know, it's going to take a lot more time and resources than you probably have the skill set to do. And so don't stop, but just also have some reality and don't think mm-hmm. you're a failure because it's not what you thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. but more, I think the advice is, is stop holding yourself back. Do the damn thing. What's the worst that's going to happen? You start something and you're like, man, I really don't like doing that. It's one of my favorite stories I tell through the incubator is like, we had a company, everybody was like, you make the best product. You should make this for people and sell it. He was with us for three months and he came in and he's like, no, no. He's like, it took the joy out. Like he goes, this is like, I just want to make this thing and I want to give it to my friend and I just want us to enjoy it together. Yeah. He learned that because he was willing to try it. Like it doesn't, it's not, they're not all going to be Oprah's favorite things. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Um, I know you've talked about power to pursue a little bit. Um, If you want to share a little bit more about that or any other projects that you're working on this year that you're really excited about. You know, we don't know how we're going to, get women across the country into the power to pursue community, but gosh, darn it. If I can, I will. Um, and of course, please travel in for this thing. It is an impactful, impactful, um, one day event that will hopefully make deep rooted connections for you. Um, we're working on our speaker lineup right now. It's really important for me that as we build this stage, there's so many women in our region doing work that goes unnoticed. And so it's really important for us to pull a lot of people, but you know, we're all, we are looking for national people to come in, right? We, we do um, bring in some larger speakers to support the day um, and follow along. I, I just encourage women. I, I want I want us to be so deeply in love with us Mm -hmm. and knowing that you in who you are is just enough. And I want to be able to amplify our own enoughness in a way that we finally start believing that we're worth being here and sharing our stories, no matter what you do for a living. Um, and that you bring so much value to the planet and to the world by being here and being part of this community. Like that's really important for me. And I'm really thankful that power to pursue has given me a platform to share that in a bigger way. Hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I I'm, I'm excited excited to take a, take a look at that. Is it in, it's, are you hosting it in Cincinnati? It is at Cincinnati. It's at our glorious music hall, which is one of the most um, beautiful buildings here. Um, we have room for 650 women. Mm-hmm. It is May 5th. So Cinco de Mayo, we are booked. Um, we will also have a block of hotel rooms at discounted rates through one of our partners. And so if you're listening and you want to travel in with it, send us a message and we can help you get that information. Um, yeah. Where can, um, p- people go to learn more about that event and just everything that you're working on? 
The best place, so it's a one stop, is thegratitudecollective.org. And if you go to thegratitudecollective.org, it will lead you back. Well, my, my head to heart mentoring is on there. It will lead you to the Grateful Grams website, to the Power to Pursue website, to the Incubator Kitchen website, and to the Rachel DeRocher website. Perfect. Perfect. And yeah. then I'm on Instagram as Rachel DeRocher. You can follow all of this on Instagram, whichever way you feel fit. So, yep. Awesome. Yeah. We'll put all of the links to everything that you just talked about in our show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited about everything that you're working on and just the passion that you have for, uh, for women and for nurturing their growth. And of course, for gratitude. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. 